This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 2. Some men came down from Judea and taught the brothers, Unless you are circumcised after the custom of Moses, you can't be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small discord and discussion with them, they appointed Paul and Barnabas and some others of them to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. All right, today we're in Acts chapter 15. Let's go back to verse 1. Some men came down from Judea and taught the brothers, unless you are circumcised after the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. They came down from Judea to Antioch, where Paul and Barnabas had returned from their missionary journey. Paul wasn't forcing the Gentile Christian converts to get circumcised. He wasn't saying, you got to become a Jew to become a Christian. He was not teaching that obedience to the Mosaic law had power to contribute to one's justification before God. We know some of what Paul was preaching regarding this by what Luke recorded in Acts 14 of Paul's sermon to the Gentiles in Antioch of Pisidia. Be it known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, that is Jesus, is proclaimed to you remission of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Paul was drawing a contrast between justification through faith in Jesus and the law of Moses, which can in no way justify you. But these men, often called Judaizers, believed you had to get circumcised and obey the law of Moses in order to be saved. They claimed to believe in Jesus, but for them, Jesus wasn't enough. It was Jesus plus. Ultimately, they were trusting in the law to save them, not Jesus. The Apostle Paul taught in Romans 11 verse 6, But if it's by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. In other words, it's got to be all Jesus and none of us. Salvation is based completely upon what Jesus did for us, and our faith in that, not in what we've done. If salvation was in any part on the basis of our works, then grace would no longer be grace. Grace means unmerited favor. Using the word grace as an acronym, I like to think of it this way to help me remember. God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E. Again, God's riches at Christ's expense. If grace was God's riches bestowed upon us at our own expense, then grace would no longer be grace as we know it, unmerited favor. Grace would become something it's not, an earned reward. But grace can't be earned, it's given freely. There are certainly modern day Judaizers who think it's Jesus plus Jesus plus water baptism, Jesus plus the Mass or Communion, Jesus plus religious ordinances and rituals, Jesus plus giving to the poor, 
Jesus plus tithing. Jesus plus fill in the blank that saves you. I was like a modern day Judaizer before I was saved. I claimed to believe in Jesus and what he did for me, but I didn't believe that his work was sufficient to get me into heaven. Now there's a difference between doing good works because you are saved and doing good works in order to be saved. I was the latter, doing good works to try to be saved. I was trying to prove myself worthy of God's grace. I was raised Mormon. There's a verse from the Book of Mormon that says, Yea, come unto Christ, and be perfected in Him, and deny yourself of all ungodliness, and if ye shall deny yourself of all ungodliness, and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is His grace sufficient for you. That's from Moroni 10.32. And another Book of Mormon verse teaches, For we know that it's by grace that we are saved, after all that we can do. That's 2 Nephi 25.23. So as a Mormon, I was essentially trying to earn God's grace and forgiveness through the works and ordinances of that religious system. The Mormon third article of faith states, We believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. This is a perfect example of a Jesus plus statement for salvation. But that's a false gospel. Just like what the Judaizers were teaching in the early church was also a false gospel. What Jesus did plus circumcision and following the law. Mormonism is a modern day prototype of the early church Judaizers. And here's what the Apostle Paul had to say about the Judaizers and their false gospel in Galatians 1 verses 6 through 8. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Even within the scope of biblical Christianity, we have to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of trusting in something other than Jesus alone for our salvation. Do we ever bring the Judaizer attitude into our approach to God? Unless you are circumcised after the custom of Moses, you can't be saved. So what's maybe a modern-day version of that? Unless you also get baptized, you can't be saved. Unless you join a church, you can't be saved. Unless you overcome your sinful habit, you can't be saved. Unless you pay your tithing, you can't be saved. The list goes on. As a Christian, is your assurance for salvation based on what Jesus did, his perfect life lived, his death for your sins, and his resurrection? Or have you missed resting in the simplicity and beauty of the gospel of grace? Is Jesus enough? 
or rather, are you looking inward at your works and deeds, at your performance to try and find assurance for salvation? If you are, your foundation is sand. Your assurance is a mirage. You'll be on a never-ending roller coaster like I was, trying to earn God's approval, earn his forgiveness through more penitence, more repentance, more works, more ordinances. But I'm telling you now, it'll never be enough. It will never satisfy. You'll be continually plagued with a guilty conscience, which only the blood of Christ, through our faith in his finished work, can cleanse. Because you, like me and everyone else, are unworthy for salvation based on our merit, you will never find assurance by trusting in your ability to forsake sin, do works, perform ordinances. We walk in the good works God has prepared for us to walk in as Christians because we are saved, not in order to be saved. All right, spend a little time there on verse 1. Let's keep reading. Acts 15, verse 2. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small discord and discussion with them, they appointed Paul and Barnabas and some others of them to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. Now when Luke writes here that Paul and Barnabas had no small discord and discussion with the Judaizers, he's saying it was very contentious. It was a big matter. And Paul and Barnabas strongly disagreed and opposed their message. If you want a taste of what their discussion and discord may have looked like, I say look no further than Paul's epistle to the church in Galatia. There he wasn't bashful in communicating with the church how he felt about the Judaizers who were saying then, you got to be circumcised and obey the law to be saved. Paul said, for example, in Galatians 1.7, the Judaizers were troubling the Christians there and distorting the gospel of Christ. He called what they were teaching a false gospel. He warned that anyone who preaches such a message should be accursed. Paul described the Judaizers' influence on the Galatian church in Galatians 3 as them bewitching the believers. Like a witch or sorcerer casting an evil spell, Paul goes on to write in Galatians 5, verse 4, You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. Paul viewed the Judaizers as severed from Christ and those who would accept their false gospel as severed from Christ. He goes so far to say in Galatians 5, verse 12, I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. In other words, those crazy Judaizers who want you to be circumcised in order to be saved, you know what? They should just go mutilate themselves and go all the way with it, cut it all off. Now, many scholars believe that Paul wrote Galatians before Acts chapter 15. All of this to say, we have a pretty good idea of where Paul stood on this matter at this point and what he might have been saying to those Judaizers in Antioch who came down from Jerusalem here in Acts 15 with this false gospel message. So again, we see in verse 2 of Acts 15 that Paul and Barnabas had no small discord and discussion with the Judaizers 
since the matter apparently couldn't be resolved locally. The church there appointed Paul and Barnabas, and some others of them, to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about the issue. Who knows at this point, still I guess relatively early in Paul's ministry, to what extent the church in general accepted him as an authoritative apostle, and to what extent the leaders of the church in Jerusalem had publicly endorsed Paul and the gospel he proclaimed. It appears the people in Antioch were so rattled and influenced by what those Judaizers were saying that they needed further confirmation from the church leaders in Jerusalem to side with Paul on the issue. So they send Paul and Barnabas, with some others, to go to headquarters in Jerusalem, so to speak, to resolve the matter.
that was Justified by Faith from the Adams Road album Great Commission. We've all fallen short of the glory of the Father. We're not just imperfect, we're all wretched sinners. Our righteous acts are like filthy rags And no one is righteous, not even one All have turned away We were dead in our sins We lived in the passions and desires of our flesh Vessels of wrath for destruction, but God be rich in compassion because of the great love that He had for us. He made us alive together with Christ. Cause we are saved by grace. There's nothing we can do to earn a free gift of God to all Oh, Jesus. 
was Saved by Grace from the Adams Road album, Enemy of the Cross.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 15, verses 3 through 7. Grace and peace be with you all.